Hi, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. Once more, we return to France, to the scene of a horrifying terrorist attack. This is the truth behind the terrorist attack on Nice. So as France was celebrating Bastille Day 2016, a holiday which, of course, signifies the on-foot storming of the Bastille prison during the French Revolution of 1789, which is what they had to do when they didn't have planes or trucks, keys were placed into the ignition of a large truck, which would soon be turned into a weapon of mass murder. As people, as families, as children watched fireworks during the celebration in the Promenade d'Anglais in Nice, France, a large truck plowed into and smashed through crowds of men, women, and children, killing at least 80 people and injuring at least a 100 more. The driver jumped out of the truck and is reported to have shouted Allahu Akbar before shooting into the remaining crowd. After exchanging gunfire with police, the gunman was shot dead near the scene of the crime, but additional suspects, singular or plural is not known yet, may still be at large. The terrorist was reported to be a 31-year-old Nice resident who was born in Tunisia, which is 99.1%. Sunni Muslim. Upon search of the vehicle, additional heavy weapons and grenades were found. So I think it's safe to say he or they had more plans. According to journalist Katie Barony Shaw, quote, we had no idea what was going on. Then all we could hear was gunshots. We, we, we just sprinted, heads down. I have never been so terrified in my life. Journalist Demian Alamont said, People are running. It's, 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 it's panic. He rode up onto the prom and piled into the crowd. There are people covered in blood. There must be many injured. A, a fraction of a second later, an enormous white truck came along at a crazy speed, turning the wheel to mow down the maximum number of people. I... I saw bodies flying like bowling pins along its route. Heard noises, cries that I will never forget. According to witness Tony Molina, quote, There was still a crowd of people and then you just see this big white panel truck. I couldn't see the driver, but it just kept going at different angles from left to right at 25 to 30 miles an hour. People were screaming and running. There are still people I'm looking at right now that are near their deceased family members. I work in homicide, and I've never seen anything like this. Journalist Damien Germain said, This truck of death passed a few meters from me, and I did not realize it. I saw bodies flying like bowling pins in its path. I was paralyzed. I did not move. I followed this hearse with my eyes. Around me there was panic. People were... Running, screaming, crying. Then I realized, and I ran with them. In conjunction with the Nice attack, a fire broke out near the Eiffel Tower, billowing black smoke around France's iconic symbol and casting ominous imagery for all of Western civilization to see. Paris police reported that the fire was unrelated to terrorism and was due to a truck fire, France remains under a state of emergency following last November's terrorist attacks in Paris. Police originally announced that they were treating the incident as an attack, 
But French anti-terror police are now in charge of the Nice attack investigation, with the Paris prosecutor's office opening an investigation for, quote, murder, attempted murder in an organized group linked to a terrorist enterprise. Originally, you may have seen this, it was reported that a hostage situation was taking place with additional suspects. Francis Italet then reported that a suspect involved with the attack was hiding in a nearby restaurant and was killed by police. French Interior Ministry spokesperson later denied that there was an ongoing hostage situation. Interior Ministry spokesman Pierre-Henri Bandef said... There is no hostage taking. An individual drove a truck into the crowd. He was killed by police. Investigations are currently underway to establish if the individual acted alone or if he had accomplices who might have fled. And uh, the French military police were asking asking people not to upload graphic images or videos of the attacks onto social media or onto the internet for reasons I can generally only ascribe to suppressive propaganda efforts to avoid people seeing facts in their eyes. According to Nice region president Christian Etrassi, this is the worst catastrophe our region has seen in modern history. Now, Islamic State spokesperson Abu Muhammad al-Adnani in 2014 said, kill disbelieving American or European, especially the spiteful and filthy French, or an Australian, or a Canadian, or any other disbeliever from the disbelievers waging war, including the citizens of the countries that entered into a coalition against the Islamic State. Then rely upon Allah and kill him in any manner or way, however it may be. Smash his head with a rock, or slaughter him with a knife, or run him over with your car, or throw him down from a high place, or choke him, or poison him. And, of course, um, you could say a sort of titular minister of war for ISIS was uh, killed uh, recently, and uh, there's some speculation, or maybe there's more than speculation, that this attack in Nice was a response to that. In December 2014, two separate attacks in two days occurred involving vehicles being driven through crowds of pedestrians within France. The first, writer, the first driver shouted Allahu Akbar at the time of the attack, but the other spoke of his hatred for society and said he feared, quote, being killed by secret agents. This attack comes on the heels of a French parliamentary investigation which identified multiple failures by France's six, count them, six intelligence agencies in the lead-up to the 2015 terrorist attacks in France. The commission highlighted a, quote, global failure and recommended a complete overhaul of French intelligence services. Commission head Georges Fenech said, Our country was not ready. Now we must get ready. French Interior Minister Bernard Cazeneuve has already rejected the idea of an overhaul. So, great job, Bernie. I don't know. Maybe it's something in the name. Security was said to have been, quote, beefed up for the Bastille Day celebrations in response to the murder of an unarmed French police chief and his partner outside of their Paris home. French police, usually equipped with only batons and handcuffs, perhaps stale baguettes, were allowed bulletproof vests and holstered weapons. Wow, so you see, it's important to have people armed if there's danger. Huh. 
Now, ISIS supporters, naturally, have taken to social media to celebrate the attack, claiming it to be in retaliation for the death of Abu Omar al-Shishani, the terror organization's minister of war who was recently killed by coalition forces in Iraq. France's United States Ambassador Gérard Darrault said, quote, Our democracies, France, the United States, our other partners, we are besieged, we face a terrible threat. See, now, that's, that's actually not correct. When you're besieged, the people are outside the city or outside the area. Uh, this is really not the case in France, as we'll see later. French President François Hollande said, France has been struck on the day of her national holiday, the symbol of liberty. We show our solidarity towards the victims and their families. All means are being deployed to help the wounded. France as a whole, he said, is under the threat of Islamic terrorism. We have to demonstrate absolute vigilance and show determination that is unfailing. I have decided that the state of emergency, which was supposed to end on July 26, will be extended by three months. I guess we could ask, why would you want to end up in a situation in your country where this insane absolute vigilance and determination is unfailing? Why? Why? Why would you want to? And the security will never work. They will never, ever be able to keep you safe. Ever be able to keep you safe in any meaningful way. French President François Hollande went on to say, nothing will lead us to give in to our will to fight against terrorism. We are going to strengthen our efforts in Syria and Iraq against those who are attacking us on our very soil. Um, The guy was Tunisian, not Iraqi or Syrian. Um, So there's that. He also went on to say, France is horrified by what has taken place. This monstrosity of using a lorry truck to deliberately kill dozens of people who had come to celebrate 14th July. France is afflicted. But I assure you, she is strong, and she will always be stronger than the fanatics who want to strike her today. There are solutions. (laughs) Do they want to hear? Barack Obama, in his usual car-like hypnotic way, said, On behalf of the American people, I condemn in the strongest terms what appears to be a horrific terrorist attack in Nice, France, which killed and wounded dozens of innocent civilians. Our thoughts and prayers are with the families and other loved ones of those killed, and we wish a full recovery for the many wounded. That doesn't actually happen. I still have a scar. He went on to say, I have directed my team to be in touch with French officials, and we have offered any assistance that they may need to investigate this attack and bring those responsible to justice. We stand in solidarity and partnership with France, our oldest ally, as they respond to and recover from this attack. On this Bastille Day, he said, we are reminded of the extraordinary resilience and democratic values that have made France an inspiration to the entire world. And we know that the character of the French Republic will endure long after this devastating and tragic loss of life. It's not tragic if some... Anyway, it's evil. It's great, you know, Barack Obama doesn't mention the religion of the terrorists, um, you know, in the same way that he never mentions the race of uh, white cop shooters. It's lovely. I don't know, maybe he would say, as he did at a recent cop funeral after five cops were gunned down in Dallas, maybe he'd say, well, that Bastille Day celebration got a little messy, didn't it? Got a bit messy. Hillary Clinton said, our allegiance with France is so strong, and it's terrible that France has faced so much tragedy and violence. 
We need to stand strongly with them. We need to strengthen our alliances. And I include NATO in that. Really, Hill? Alliances? Would alliances have stopped the giant white truck of death? Maybe you're offering to stop the giant white truck of death yourself. Hmm. She went on to say, We have to do more to understand that this is a war against these terrorist groups, the radical jihadist groups. It's a different kind of war. We need to be smart about how we wage it. But we have to be determined that we will win it. And that is going to require working with other people. Okay, there are way more terrorists and terrorist attacks in the world now than there were 13 plus years ago, 14 plus years ago, whatever you want to count it. There are more terrorists now in the world than there were when the war on terror started. It's another government program producing the exact opposite of its claims and thus getting more funding thereby. She went on to say, and here comes the really tone-deaf part, One of my priorities is to launch an intelligence surge. We still do not have enough intelligence cooperation between our agencies in other countries, including in Europe, and we need to have a focal point. Huh. She then went on to say, and I'm just kidding here, Well, launching an intelligence surge may come as a surprise to you unless you've been on the internet and hacked my server, in which case you know all about it. I wonder why you might not have enough intelligence cooperation between America and other countries, Hillary. It may be because you have risk exposing the entire intelligence apparatus of America on the server that was in your barn! Just a thought. (sighs) Donald Trump said, It sounds like here we go again. It's going to be a whole different world. We're living in a whole different world. There is no respect for law and order. There is no respect for anything or anybody. And this has to be dealt with very harshly. And when I come out with one of my non-politically correct statements that a lot of people love, and some people are so terrible, and then you have attacks like this, and so many other attacks. We have to get awfully tough, and we have to get very, very smart and vigilant. And if we don't, we're just not going to have a society. We're not going to have a world anymore. This is crazy what's going on. Donald Trump went on to say, we are taking people into our country. We don't know who they are. We can't let people from terrorist states and all of those people pour into our country because, you know, it only takes one or two people to create havoc and we're allowing thousands of people. We have no idea who they are. We have to be tough. This is war. If you look at it, this is war coming all different parts. And frankly, It's war, and we're dealing with people without uniforms. You know, in the old days, you would have uniforms. You knew who you were fighting. You knew what you were fighting, sorry. These people, we are allowing people into our country who we have no idea where they are, where they're from, who they are. They have no paperwork. They have no documentation in many cases. And Hillary Clinton wants to allow a 550% more than even Obama. And he is letting them in by the thousands. It's out of control. And uh, this is the FBI saying that they can't vet these people. Can't vet them. So, population of France, total population, and Muslim population. Total population, just over 66 million. Muslim population, 6.5 million. So, France prohibits the collection of official statistics about the race or religions of its citizens. This is the estimation. This is from 2014. And um, we'll put the sources to all of this below. So just under 10% of the French population is Muslim. And in real terms, France has the largest Muslim population 
in the European Union, which could be one reason why it's often in the news. Let's look at asylum applications by country, 2000 to 2015. So you see cooking relatively low, relatively low, and then, of course, um, oh, look at that. So Hillary Clinton was U.S. Secretary of State, did a lot of stuff in the Middle East, toppled some governments, you know, played around with uh, killing some foreign leaders. Next thing you know, you can see Germany has just gone completely mental uh, through the roof. Um, and uh, France is the purple. Uh, it's been going high. It's third after Sweden. And uh, sorry if you're just listening to this, but I'm not going to describe this uh, Gordian knot of escalating potential disaster. So Germany, over 1.4 million. France, 832,000 and change. UK, almost 656,000. Sweden, 658,000 and change. Belgium, 356,245. This is uh, accumulated 2000 to 2015. Just in 2015, Germany, just under half a mil. Sweden, over 160,000. France, 75,750. Belgium, 44,660. United Kingdom, 38,800. Let's look at the prison population in France. Total prisoners, 67,500. Muslim prisoners compose 47,250. Of that 67,500, other prisoners are 20,250. So Muslims are a little under 10%, 9.84% of the French population, but they account for 70% of the inmates in France's prisons. So, and again, there's caveats. Again, there's, you're not allowed to collect this data. These are estimates based on a wide variety of things. We'll put the sources below. Take these with a grain of salt, but check out the numbers in detail. So what is the incarceration rate in France per 100,000 people? Well, for non-Muslims, the incarceration rate is 34. For Muslims, the incarceration rate is 727.2. So that's that's a lot. I mean, the incarceration rate is over 21 times higher than the non-Muslim population. That's not, uh, I think, what would technically be described as assimilation. Now, this is um, data that was collected by um, uh, a survey. Do you have a positive attitude towards uh, ISIS? And uh, this is um, not just Muslims. This is French people as a whole. Do you have a positive attitude towards ISIS? So in France, ages 18 to 24, 27% of the population has a positive attitude towards ISIS. And uh, 25 to 34, 22%, and 35 to 44, 20%. So it declines a little bit. You compare this to Germany, where respectively it's 3, 4, and 3%, or the UK, where it's 4, 6, and 11%. Um, that's... Uh, it's quite high. Um, it's almost like there should be two towers there. Muslim support for suicide bombing by country. This is Pew Research. Uh, this is from 2007. So um, in France, 
the uh, the general Muslim population supports suicide bombing at the rate of 35%. 35% of the general Muslim population supports suicide bombing. It's 42% among those 18 to 29. Among Spain, 25 and 29%. Great Britain, 24 and 35%. Germany, 13 and 22%. The United States, 13% and 26%. So here the younger people appear to have more uh, positive, uh, a positive view or support for suicide bombing Again, I don't think that's the way that the assimilation theory tends to work, but uh, I'm just putting that, putting them out there. So if you look at 6.5 million Muslims in France, that means um, uh, 2 million, uh, 275,000 Muslims uh, in France would have a positive attitude towards suicide bombing. Now, of course, we're looking at polls, and, and I hear France keeps getting described as a democracy a January 21st, 2014 survey found that 66% of French people believe that there are too many foreigners in France. 59% believe, quote, immigrants do not try hard enough to integrate. And 63% of French people think that Islam, quote, is not compatible with French values. Um, it would be interesting to put this all to a referendum, but that might be listening to the people too much. So I think the people might have to speak up a little bit so that the rulers can hear them properly. Now, there are complaints that have some data behind them. Let's look at the top five arms exporting countries from 2000 to 2014. This is in millions of U.S. dollars at consistent 1990 prices. Uh-huh. Right. United States topping up in 2014 at, I don't know, the only amount is an ungodly, unholy amount. Uh, Russia cooking in a little bit underneath. Germany. France, United Kingdom. Ah, look, all of these countries pretty much chock full of mostly white people selling massive amounts of arms all around the world since 2000. France has exported $25.1 billion worth of weaponry. See, the government really is aiming to make you safe by making sure that lots of other governments have lots of weaponry. Because there's nothing more than you want from your government than to have it keep you safe by arming foreigners. So that's somewhat important, I think. And, you know, the view from outside these countries might not be entirely positive. They're not just selling trucks. So what is, uh, what is being spent? Total 2000 to 2014, again, millions of dollars, consistent 1990 prices. United States sold $110 billion, Russia $92 billion, Germany $27 billion, France $25 billion, United Kingdom $17 billion, China $13 billion, Italy $9 billion, Israel $8 billion, Netherlands $8 billion, Ukraine $8 billion. And uh, that is um, appalling, appalling to be selling that many arms uh, overseas. But of course, governments like the money. And if uh, there are attacks upon a country, guess what? Governments get bigger. They kind of like that. I'm sorry that they have to climb up children's blood, but, you know, they're already selling the children into slavery anyway through debts to foreign, mostly Chinese banksters. So let's just keep moving on. Who is France selling its weaponry to? Well, the United Arab Emirates gets almost $5 billion worth of weapons over the past, uh, well, 2000 to 2014. United Arab Emirates have had, uh, received some criticism for its human rights records, including the role of Sharia law 
in its legal system. So, of course, as France, you really want to make sure that those people are very, very well armed. China uh, sold a lot of weaponry to China, almost $3 billion worth, to Singapore at almost $2 billion. Saudi Arabia, pinnacle of peace and uh, non-intervention in Western religious affairs, plus egalitarianism for women. Saudi Arabia, $1.7 billion worth of arms sold. Aren't you happy that your taxes are being used to pay for that? And Morocco at $1.5 billion. So, you know, French people, you might want to look into that. You know, get your nose out of your latte once in a while. Look into that stuff. You know, maybe let the government know that you're not such a fan of what's being done with your money and in your name. Just a little something to mull over. I'm not saying you're to blame. I'm just saying you might want to mention it from time to time. Gun control in France. Under French gun control laws, handguns are almost universally banned, except for very narrow exceptions, and, quote, ownership of fully automatic firearms is prohibited for civilians. When it comes to semi-automatic firearms, to get a permit, an individual must go through extensive background checks. You must maintain, quote, an active shooting club membership and must go to the shooting range at least three times a year. Permits also involve seeing a doctor every year to declare the applicant physically and mentally capable of owning a firearm and much more. I'm sure there's combat with zombified headless monkeys or somewhere in there, but there's a couple of barriers. So there's a couple of barriers between you and, let's say, basic self-defense. Shockingly, or not, despite these strict regulations, French authorities have utterly failed to keep firearms Away from criminals. In fact, the number of illegal weapons in the country has increased by double digits for years, according to a state monitoring agency. The number of registered guns in France, little over 2.8 million. See, that's registered firearms. The total number of guns, both registered and illegal, held by civilians in France is estimated to be 2.8 million, 2.9, no, in fact, 19 million. So... I guess that's maybe where the guy in the truck got his guns and his grenades. But not his truck. So that's all right. Quote, The French black market for weapons has been inundated with Eastern European war artillery and arms, noted the head of a French police union. They are, they are everywhere in France. AK-47 sell for 1,000 to 1,500 euros on the black market. So... You know, one thing that's there's so much that's vile about this, uh, and I've already done my rant earlier, but um, if you look at the media, y- y- you know what attacked people in France? Guy from Tunisia? Muslim? No. A truck. Truck attack! You know, like some transformer just went kind of crazy, or like, it's like Cars 4, the movie, the mowdown. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not Robocar. It's not a self-driving car that got possessed. It's a man with a wheel and a mission. So when you see the media, they're studiously avoiding this stuff. If it's a white cop shooting a black guy, that is is right up front. But the longer it takes for you to find out what's going on, did we ever find out who was behind that attack on a cinema in Germany? No. Can they find Omar Mateen's wife? Poof. She's a genie. Now, This is not to justify this is to explain some of the dominoes, some of the causality. You know, if you say smoking causes cancer, it's because you want people to stop getting cancer 
not because you think it's great. You know, France dropping a lot of bombs on Middle Eastern countries, killing a lot of people, and has been for quite some time, has interfered and intervened and been part of the general Western shuffling the bloody deck of the Middle Eastern power structures for decades. Are we really going to go, more bombs are going to solve the problem? One more bomb! We're just one more bomb away from world peace! Maybe, maybe just stop arming people. Uh, maybe find a way to maybe get your oil from somewhere else. It's just a possibility. I know environmentalists' heads will explode, but it's okay. Not much in there anyway, but um, I'm just saying. You may want to look into some other options. Bring your troops home. Find a way to get oil from somewhere else. It's not that hard. It's kind of all over the place. Just have to, again, uh, step over the uh, cockheads of environmentalist whiners and you can save civilization thereby and increase the wealth of your country to the point where you can pay for environmental protections a little bit more easily because you're not pouring all your money down a useless security apparatus theater state of kabuki nothingness. Now, Turkey. Turkey, Turkey, Turkey. Uh, Currently hosting about 3 million refugees. Really, really wants to get into the European Union. Almost 13 million Turks recently said they would head straight to the United Kingdom once granted free movement within Europe. Hello, Brexit! I wonder how many would head to France as well. The Muslim population in Turkey is pretty high. It's just a thought. There have been a crazy number of terrorist attacks in Europe. I mean, more than I can count. There's a list out there on the internet, and it's... Uh, well, let's just say you got to look at it in portrait, uh, and it's about as big as an apartment building. Three major ones in France, just in recent memory. Things ain't working, folks. Is multiculturalism working? I don't remember the symbol for diversity enrichment being a giant white truck. Is assimilation working? You can look into the data. Cultural compatibilities, are they all working out? Or are human beings tribal by nature? Just things to think about. You can look into the facts and look into the theories yourself. Foreign intervention. Putting in governments, taking out governments, funding your friends, turning them into allies, turning them into enemies, and funding repressive regimes around the world, selling them arms. And Is that working? Is the war on terror working? Is this what we're going to do now? Is just forever be paranoid and always watchful and have this floating eye of Sauron constantly 360-ing around our paranoid heads? Is that really the only solution, the only choice, the only option that exists? I leave that as an open-ended question for you to mull over because right now it doesn't really feel like things are working very well. It kind of things, it kind of feels like things really, really need to change. And if they don't change soon, they're going to change very much for the worst. This is Stefan Molyneux for Freedom Main Radio. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Please, please help us continue to bring this message to the world. We're doing 10 to 15 million views and downloads every single month. We need to get this information out there. Please, please help us out at freedomainradio.com slash donate. At Stay Alert, Stay Smart, Stay Safe.